Welcome to the CrossFit Engage podcast. Our goal is to share with you the success stories of our community and how they're living longer, healthier, and happier lives. Here we go. Riley Perkins, I had the pleasure of sitting in front of me. Uh, And Riley has been a member with us. You just crossed the one-year mark. I did. June... Like 20th or something? 21st. Yes. Oh, okay. I was close. I only know that because I just looked. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I cheated. Um, but we knew that, that that marker was coming up for you. Um, obviously, it's been a pleasure of having you here. I want to go back a little bit. I want to talk about how you got started. What kind of prompted you to start here at CrossFit Engage? And correct me if I'm wrong, but I, you were probably a little hesitant when you started. I believe we've discussed previously. So tell me a little bit about what got you, uh, what got you in the door to start with exactly, well, almost exactly one year ago. Yeah, well, I grew up as a competitive dancer. So being physical and active has been a big part of my life. And when I trained competitively, I love to be pushed uh, and encouraged and uh, set goals, and I was just very driven um, actively. And then when I stopped training competitively, I danced all the way through college, and then I graduated from college and came back. And um, I own a studio full-time now, so I'm active and really involved in dance, but it is my life 24-7, and I found it difficult to keep myself motivated in my own training at the dance studio, and I found it really hard even find something that would get me away from the studio Um, and I was spending a lot of time with work and with my students and I didn't really have my own community of people to be around and to encourage me so really um, and I was working out at the gym but I would be by myself doing my own workouts trying to mold dance and fitness together the only ways that I knew how so um Uh, When I started losing that motivation, I wanted to be a part of a community and surrounded by people that would encourage me and set goals that I didn't even know that I was capable of accomplishing. And I wanted to be pushed, and I wanted someone else to be in charge because I run everything at the dance studio. Though I am a perfectionist and I want my time to be used well, I was really looking for somewhere that would make the most of my time and um, would push me and encourage me. So uh, I was hesitant. It took me a while to get in the door, mainly because I didn't know what my schedule would be like. And even just taking the time away from my business to focus on myself was difficult for me to reconcile. And I think I've struggled with it even this year because whenever people want to schedule a meeting, of course, the first thing that I push is my personal time at CrossFit. So then I end up not being able to come. So that has been a lesson for me. Um, So that's why it took me so long to get in here because I was uh, hesitant with knowing what I would be able to do and how much I'd be able to commit to. But uh, with the 6 a.m. offering and the three classes in the evening, I've been able to at least find some point, but it may not be consistent, and it may not be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday. It may just be whenever I can get in the door. Um, but that's what kept me from coming. And then I had one week off last summer, and I remember calling you and being like, look, I have one week to do foundations. Can we do it this week? And I start, and um, that's what got me in the door. 
And then just having, this is the first place that has made me stop thinking about dance and business and my own life for an hour. And that's really what I was seeking out of CrossFit is more of the mental side of things um, and being able to push myself and having that growth mindset and setting my own goals without having to think about emailing people or scheduling. And um, that's what I found here. And that's why I started CrossFit. Really, it wasn't my goal to deadlift 500 pounds. That's really not what <laughs> matters to me. What but matters, now she can. <laughs> hey, I did hit the 200 club 200 today. Club. Congratulations. Um, but what was most important is that someone else was in charge my time was used wisely and I was encouraged and I was pushed and I found that here. Congratulations. Yeah, you did. Uh, I would very biasly agree that you hit a, you hit the jackpot with that. <laughs> um, I I'm curious though. And there's a, uh, there's a lot in there that I want to unpack and I want to kind of rewind and back some things up. But before we do that, um, how did you know that that was something that we offered being the accountability, being kind of, uh, you know, a little bit of more towards the competitive side. And you know from being in here that if that's something that you're after, we most certainly are going to push you there. Um, if not, we're just going to still try to get the best out of you that we possibly can. So how did you know that that was something that we that we offered and the scheduling worked out for you? And what was kind of your, your um, conclusion, I guess, when you finally decided like, hey, this is something that's going to work. It does check all the boxes that I'm looking for. Um, and then you decided to pull the trigger during that one week off. How, how was that uh, relayed to you when you finally had that understanding? Well, that's a great question because now that you asked that, I don't know like at what beforehand that I knew that it would check all the boxes. Like I didn't know. Though I will say, and I'm not sure I should say it on the podcast, I knew CrossFit people were kind of nuts. Um, <laughs> I knew that it was intense and that yes. it would be a good workout, but I really did not know what all it would entail. I did have some understanding that it was a combination of lifting, cardio, gymnastics, and nutrition. Like there were multiple components of it, but I really did not understand what it would mean until I started. And then from foundations, I think the way that you've set it up is really interesting to have people come in one-on-one -on -one and really create that relationship with what are your goals and here let me show you the basics so that you can survive your first group <laughs> class um so just to know that we're that serious from the front of it end of it and so it was just an intentional step into building the community so that was kind of a green flag for me that says okay this is serious um and we're gonna do this intentionally so from there though i think it was my first group class and um Brandon uh, Moxley. <laughs> uh, after that, I'm curious to see where this is. <laughs> first class, uh, everyone came up to me and introduced themselves and made me feel a part of the community. And then I knew from the workouts that this was, I mean, you gave me the whole lecture of what CrossFit is and what it represents and everything what had a purpose um, and an explanation for it. And I didn't have to do any work other than the workout <laughs> after that first class. So, um, and then that feeling after you finish and you've accomplished uh, something that you didn't think that you would necessarily do really well in. Um, it was just a growing, um, I guess, interest or love for me. And then 
I thought, I knew I liked CrossFit, but then I hit the open, and then that experience um, shifted. So it's just a growing relationship since the beginning. I agree. I agree. And I think uh, it is very important, like, when you reached out and you said you weren't really sure that we were going to check all the boxes, but then when you came in and you went through the foundations and we really – I mean, we do. We take it serious. We like to have fun in here. Um, That hopefully goes without saying. But uh, it is serious. And I think a lot of times it's overlooked at how, you know, professional CrossFit really is. Um, And, you know, from the outside looking in, a lot of times, yes, it does look like we are insane. (laughs) Uh, And speaking of Brandon, we're surrounded by like-minded individuals. Um, but no, we, we like to have a lot of fun. We like to make sure that we're doing things the right way and for the right reasons. Um, but, but I do think, like you said, it is a, it's a learning process from the moment you start and I'm 12 years in and I'm still learning, you know, and I think the deeper you become involved with it, the more there is to learn. And, you know, even in this kind of carries all the way down to the training level too is like the more advanced you become as an athlete in here and the more capable you are of doing certain certain tasks and and you develop these skill sets and you know this from dancing the more advanced you become the less margin for error the more intricate the detail right and the more reason to go back and refine the basics right right and so you're always constantly learning no matter how uh, advanced. advanced or elite quote unquote you become there will always be a reason to go back and remaster the basics so I, I'm glad that you're seeing that and you've been here for a year now and you definitely are starting to pick up on the process And you've, I mean you've picked up on it from the very beginning but you're becoming very well developed in that, in that experience as a whole um, so that's something that's been really cool to see with you as you've grown and developed here as an athlete as well. So um, I want to go back to the beginning now. I want to start to unpack a little bit of kind of your intro statement. Uh, You started competitive dance in high school. I started when I was in fifth grade. Oh, fifth grade. Wow, I missed that one by a lot. Uh, What got you into that? Oh, man. Well, I started first. My parents first put me in taekwondo when I was in third grade. And I did that. I competed at tournaments. Um, and let's – I want to pause because I know something about you that most people probably don't. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> okay. Tell us something that people probably wouldn't know about you in, in relation – I'll give you a hint. This is kind of a lob. In relation to taekwondo, how far did you advance in that and what's something that some people probably wouldn't know about you? I don't – Oh well, I did get my black belt when I was yeah, in the sixth grade. Um, is that what most yeah, people that, don't know? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, I did get... AKA, don't mess with her. <laughs> don't make her mad. I still remember some of my form patterns, but um, that was a big part of my life um, all the way up until the sixth grade. And then my mom signed up for an adult dance class at um, Dixon Athletic way back when. Okay. And she brought me with her and I danced the entire class. Like I learned the combination. And so the teacher just grabbed me and asked if uh, I wanted to be a part of their team. 
So then I got sucked into this world and never left, and I was just addicted. But even then, I grew up dancing in the living room and making up my own dance routines with my sister, and uh, so I think it was just meant to be, and I found it that way. So that's how I got into dancing. Awesome, awesome. So let's fast forward a little bit. You've been dancing since fifth grade. Mm -hmm. You now mentioned that you own your own dance studio. Give us, give us the name of the dance studio, okay. and then... How, what was the deciding factor for you there when you knew, hey, I'm going to open this up? What, how did that evolve from competing in dance, doing it for all those years to now, hey, I'm opening up my own dance studio? So I competed, graduated high school from Dixon County High School, and then I went to college at Austin P. And um, honestly, after my senior year, I was a little burnt out of dance. And... So I took a step back and realized how much I loved it. But I did start teaching dance sophomore of my high school year. So I started getting that experience. And then I, I taught my first three years of college. And then my senior year of college, uh, I wanted to work for a studio a little bit closer to Clarksville. So I was looking for jobs elsewhere. And then I had three clients of mine come to me and ask what it would take for me to open up my own studio or just even work with their kids and I said I just need some space so we made some room and I started my first year got my official business license with just three students wow. and I had this incubator of protection to really try whatever I wanted to try out and that was the biggest blessing from God I think is to have that one year with three clients who believed in what I wanted to do so I got to decide what I wanted my name to be what I wanted my philosophy to be my curriculum how much I would charge what I wanted to train, what competitions we wanted to go to, all in this like protected space with little risk. And um, so I spent like three whole months trying to decide the name of my studio because I wanted it to be really meaningful. And I'm an economics major, and I wanted the studio to be a platform for people to trade information and decide how they wanted to use it so that they can profit from it in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so I decided I wanted it to be called the exchange because way back in the old days on the stock exchange, people would actually go down to the floor and trade hand-to-hand -hand, um, like notes or currency or whatever the slip of paper was to make that transaction. Right. And I wanted that to be manifest in the form of a dance studio. So I call it the dance exchange, like the New York Stock Exchange. Very cool. Um, and then I wanted the studio to represent those who contribute the most to it and make it what they want it to be for their own profit or experience in the future. And the two people who have like selflessly dedicated themselves to my dance career and to other people in general are my parents. And so I named the studio after my parents, and their middle names are Ellen and Alvin, uh, um, which is kind of hard to say. It's been a yeah. learning lesson for yeah. some of my students. So the name of my studio is Ellen Alvin Dance Exchange. And I had um, a local person, Ian Smith, design my logo for me. So that's um, hometown Dixon County, too. So that's really Keeping it local. Really cool. Um, and... So my senior year of college, I opened with those three students with that studio's name. We uh, trained once a week. I commuted from Clarksville, 
And we had a full competition season with just those three students, which is so cool to just enter in three kids. Right. And then the ladies next to me have 1,500 kids <laughs> oh, at their God. studio. <laughs> and they're like, how many students do you have? I have three. Three. Uh, and yes. here we are. And I'm super proud of it, too. Yeah. Uh, still am. But um, I was trying to decide how I was going to go from there. Oh, so we did like four competitions and then March 2020 hit and COVID hit and shut down the world my senior year of college and I would have given anything to have had the last three months of my college experience to be normal but I came home and I had to decide because I was graduating in May of 2020 if I wanted to go corporate finance world because my degree is in finance and economics or if I wanted to pursue this dance thing so I did a lot of soul searching in the midst of that pandemic. And the timing is really, really strange because any other circumstances, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to really consider what I wanted to do. And um, I'm, I'm pretty spiritual, but I had a conversation <laughs> with God and I he was like, you know, the regret that you're going to feel is going to be worse than the failure of if this doesn't go well. So and weighing those options, like, okay, hey, I'm going to do it. So in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> I decided to open birth full during force. During the hardest time, yeah. <laughs> yes, and to full force into the public. And you would be, I don't know. Oh, no. Amber alert. Of course Amber that would alert. happen. <laughs> um, the number of people I sat in front of, like professionals and trying to set up my business, and they were like, are you sure you want to do this? And when they would doubt me, I would just find someone else. Like if that was the conversation, I didn't want to do business with that person. Right. So that was lesson number one mm -hmm. <laughs> that they don't teach you in college. Nope. Um, so I did that in June of 2020. We had, uh, we've just finished our second full season open to the public. My third full season as a studio owner. Congratulations. And going into the fourth, which Crazy. feels insane time flies it really does and and i think your story about how ellen alvin dance exchange was was conceived how it was birthed in the middle of the pandemic we share kind of some similarities there in terms of we had a choice to make uh with opening our businesses mine being obviously crossfit engage um with i had a degree in something else and I had a decision to make and I actually I dropped out of school uh, and then really didn't have a, you know, a better option at that point. But I knew that this was something I was passionate about and I was, you know, ready to try it out. The only difference between our story is I didn't have people knocking down my doors asking me to open <laughs> here because I couldn't get, uh, you know, my closest friends to come by and just work out with me in the garage, you know, uh, because they're like, no, that sucks. Like, I'm not going to suffer with you you know i can right. we can do that another time a different way um but that's very very cool how it kind of evolved and congratulations on all the success that you're seeing um even going on your fourth year now um that's really really cool Thank so you. talk to me a little bit now about you've found the deeper that you get into business the more you start to see and experience growth in your own business the less time you actually have and the more you actually start to value that time. So like you were saying kind of in the beginning is like 
you were losing touch of how to spend your time or where to find ways to spend your time. And then even having, um, you know, clients asking for whatever service, you know, whatever their need was, and you would start to pick away at your own personal time. And I know through the growth of what, you know, we've seen here and the experiences that I have is like, you literally have to schedule out your own time. And if you don't block off time for you, you're not going to have it. Like it'll get filled up with something else. And during that block of time, you have to be diligent in not scheduling over the top of that. And the answer during that block of time is no. And it's a very difficult thing to, to become comfortable with and to learn how to say, uh, because you don't want to make anybody mad and you want to help everybody. But at the end of the day, you will, you, if you start consuming all of your own personal time, you're going to experience that headache and that burnout a lot quicker. And then the faster you begin to experience that, if you don't have time for yourself to take care of yourself and to make sure that you're both mentally and physically, uh, recovered, you can't help anybody else. And I spent uh, a period of my life in uh, athletic training school, and that was the number one rule is, like, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody. Right. You know, so finding a schedule that worked for you here, how has now being a member here helped you with being like, this is my time? And then having that weight lifted off of your shoulders, this is like a two-part question, Having that weight lifted off of your shoulders of I'm not thinking about emails now. I'm not, you know, worried about scheduling or any of that stuff. How much more productive and efficient do you feel having even just that hour to yourself where you're in here, you're moving, you're sweating, you're not thinking about all the things business when you're outside of here? So the second part of the question was how has it made me more productive? And the first part of the question was... Finding the way to allot the time via the schedule. Yes. The schedule working out for you. Okay. Well, I'll answer part two first. Okay. Uh, It has definitely made me more productive. One, I'm more calm um, and my body feels more relaxed and I'm more patient. Crazy when you're working out this hard with a bunch of insane people. Yeah, huh? I know. But I'm more patient with my clients. I am less likely to um, discipline a student like out of a snap of fingers. I can calm down a little bit. Uh, and knowing that I can deadlift 200 pounds, <laughs> whatever I'm going to face at the studio is not going to be near that nothing, difficult. Nothing. So it's built my confidence, too. So um, in terms of pro- productivity, I wish I could give you a statistic that said it increased my efficiency by so much percent. Right. But I can s- say that more mentally I was prepared to be a better teacher for my for my dancers. And that's what it's provided me. Uh, now allotting the time to be here, it helps me that CrossFit is consistent, even though last Friday, this may be a joke that I can include here. (laughs) I planned my whole day around being here at 6 PM only for it to hit 530. And for me to realize you guys don't have the Friday. (laughs) (laughs) And we haven't had that 6 PM in a while. while. So I mean, I literally wrote it on my (laughs) schedule. So that was 
really embarrassing. So to going admit back to. and refining the basics, look up our schedule online, right? Ask a coach. Text and a I, my mom even started recently, and <laughs> it didn't even occur to me. I don't know what I was thinking. It happens. But I did just get back from traveling internationally. So I'll give myself that freedom. But in terms of allotting the time, that's something I still struggle with. Um, every time you come up to me and been like, where were you last week? I'm like, I tried. Um, that for me is still a continuing learning lesson for me in the business and knowing when to set those boundaries of should I answer the phone call at midnight or yeah. should I just wait for it to go until tomorrow, especially because I'm so passionate about it and I'm still new and I want to be that person that does everything and does it well and does it immediately. Um, so I'm still figuring that out, but uh, it helps me if I do the 6 a.m. I just have to get up and go and write it down on my schedule and I've had to plan that time out yeah. but I am grateful that that is consistent times um, even though I may not show up at 6 a.m. <laughs> every day um, so that's a, a learning yeah. I'm still figuring that Get, part out getting better though I will say you've gotten your frequency has increased a lot since since you started and I want to even back up a little bit more and say that you know, you've experienced the confidence boost outside of here in your own business and your own dealings with, with that, you know, on your own time. But we've even seen that increase in here as well because I know I'm not the only coach that has approached you pretty often and we're like, hey, we, we're not even breaking a sweat right now. <laughs> like, are, what are we doing? We're not, you know, and everything looks good and mechanically and like we wouldn't push you to do anything that – uh, you know, we felt was unsafe, but at the same time, like, I know we, that. And I appreciate we, that. And we know there's lot. a lot more in the tank. And I know that myself, uh, uh, coach Amanda, I think coach Becca, uh, you know, we've all kind of done that at, at certain times with you and, uh, and you're growing, you're learning, you're learning that, uh, I can push it a little bit harder. Um, we're going to definitely let you know if something looks bad, right? Or we need to correct something before we go up or we just won't let it happen, you know, altogether um, because our number one goal is safety. But right. you've grown a lot, uh, you know, in, in terms of your confidence in here as well. And that's something that we refer to a lot of as uh, training age. I mean, you're you're a one-year-old now in terms of <laughs> CrossFit, and that's uh, – you know, that sounds young, but the, the learning curve that happens in From the span of that year. From day one to now is, is a Huge, yeah. huge difference. Um, so, you know, our, our compliments on that because it's been really cool. We always, you know, it's, there's nothing really more rewar rewarding than seeing everybody in here progress in the rate that you have. So that's really, really cool and, and special to us. Um, so we're going to have to wrap this up here before too long. I, I got just a couple of questions for you that I, I typically ask most, uh, most of our members, but I want to kind of hear your thoughts on this as well. Um, you've been here for a year now. You've gotten a lot of coaching advice. If there was one particular piece of coaching advice that was given to you by any one of our coaches that you feel has attributed to the growth that you've experienced here in the past year, what would that advice be, and who who did you hear it from? Is any one thing that sticks out? Well, that's difficult to decide because I've been given a lot of encouragement from all of the all of the coaches here have very wise words of wisdom that deserve acknowledgement. So 
Um, well, thank you, because if they didn't give that to you, I'd fire them. No, and I'm serious. I'm As kidding. a dance teacher who hires yeah. teachers designed and are solely responsible for that person's training, like to put that trust in your coaches for them to represent what you want your business um, to be. Like, that's a lot of trust, and I understand that it's, firsthand. So it's a lot of trust. That is 100% true, and, and, you know, I hope. Everybody knows I'm, I'm joking when I when I talk about my coaches. They are all <laughs> phenomenal, and they are all very, very knowledgeable. And um, I would acknowledge that as well as someone who's super picky about who is coaching me. But uh, I do have one quote that just stands out at the top of my head, um, mainly because I don't think you would assume that's what stands out to me. But um, when I – decide to do things i do them 110 percent, like full force uh it may take me a long time after to decide a year. To after a year you go 110 percent. decide to do it but i do dive head first into it and one of the coaches was encouraging me to get a muscle up though i'm still on my journey <laughs> of accomplishing that skill as are most um that, he, speaking of advanced skills he, here we are he looked at me um and said put your head through the drywall <laughs> and I was like, what? That is the most CrossFit thing <laughs> I have ever heard. Right through that brick wall over there. In my entire life. And I just thought it was really funny because it resonated with me and like how hard I push forward and things that I decide to commit to. And I was like, yeah, if I just did that in my muscle up, I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I almost would get that tattooed on my body. Really? But wow. Put your head through the drywall. <laughs> Who said that to you? Coach Tommy said that to me. Okay, okay, nice. But yeah, and and that that's what stands out the most. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So the next question is, what is one thing you want to achieve in the next six months? And this does not have to be fitness related. It could be a muscle up. It could be whatever you want. So, what is one thing that you want to achieve in the next six months? Skill-wise, I would love to be able to hold a straight handstand for a minute before you get your straight <laughs> handstand so for a most, minute. So most people probably don't know this. Uh, there's a race ensuing yes. uh, to yes. get the, the first person to stand on their hands without moving or flinching for one minute straight. And uh, I'm not trying to brag, but I did hold for 21 seconds I know, the other day. I am behind schedule. I won't tell you my max because it's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but still getting but there. So I would like to accomplish that. Six months, one minute handstand hold yep. in place, static. Yep. Um, all right, last thing. What is one piece of advice that you can leave with our listeners to help them with their fitness journey wherever they're at in their fitness journey? What's one thing that you've learned that you feel would be the most helpful to anyone pursuing uh, their fitness journey? One piece of advice. Gosh, I wish I had this one profound quote that no one else has heard before, but I think some people just need the encouragement to do it. Um, I mean, it's easy, especially... I'm small and I'm a female coming into a gym with very strong, macho, uh, intimidating guys that that can seem overwhelming. Um, but I'm so grateful that that didn't discourage me from joining. Um, 
and to seek that community that you're curious about that best suits your goals and what you want to accomplish on your fitness journey and then just do it without hesitation put your head through the drywall put your head through the drywall that's um, that's your advice yeah i suppose so it does that count or am i stealing coach Tommy's no goal? no that that completely okay. counts because uh i think that's been referred to often in here by okay. many by okay. many so uh no i agree every you know it it looks intimidating um everybody thinks that we're just swinging around from the high rings and doing backflips over tires and right. stuff like that you know like a bunch of drunk monkeys <laughs> in here uh but you know uh everybody in here for the most part gentle giants you know gentle giants and, i would say that's a very good way to describe it and they uh everybody here only wants to see you exceed. Everybody in here has got the same mindset, and we're all here to grow and become better versions of ourselves. So um, I'm glad that that's been your experience. I'm glad to, uh, you know, see you find a schedule that works for you <laughs> and see you finally um, setting aside some time for yourself because as business owners, that, that is probably the most important thing is that you have some, some you time. Um, and it's been really cool to watch you along with everybody else that we have here grow, um, in the time span that you've been here. So, um, super thankful for you and your presence in, in the gym and being coachable and, and your consistency in here. And it's been really cool to watch you grow. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you and everything that you put into your business. I, I see it and so often it feels like the little things that we do every day are not acknowledged or appreciated. Um, and I would not be here uh, if you didn't put forth that same amount of effort that I would into my own studio. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much.